Well, one of the kids, as we're introducing ourselves to them and them to us, the teacher said, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there's all kinds of what you would expect, doctors and teachers and pilots. And one kid said, I want to be president. So Larry and Sheila, of course, this is their heart, said, no, we want to sponsor a child. And then he came to me and said, hey, we're going to do this, no pressure. And I said, I want to find out if that kid who wants to be president has a sponsor. And so since the president was not available, I said uh, to the workers, there was this kid sitting right across from us. And a man said, oh, I know exactly who that is. You would not believe how well these teachers and administrators know every child and every family and all their siblings. They said, yeah, that, that kid, he, he is available to sponsor and he's the brother of the kid who wants to be president. It was just one of those moments where the Lord spoke to us and said, I am going before you and all the plans that you think are impromptu, I've had in process since the foundation of the world. Welcome to another episode of Let's Go 360, a podcast for those who are interested in knowing what God is doing around the world. And today, it's truly around the world. Mark, here we are, the end of our trip, sitting in the Heathrow Airport, and we are getting ready for a long trip back to Phoenix. And as we look back over the last two days in Kenya, we found ourselves in a town that uh, was near Khalifi and a school that CCV started a few years ago. In fact, Pastor Ashley and Jamie visited the school where they sponsored three children. We actually met two of their th- three of their three children. They sponsored the other one was uh, at camp. But what we saw there was incredible. When Ashley and Jamie visited, it was really a field. And they had a ceremony of beginning to uh, place the foundation stone of their new school. And we're able to video that. Now, when Ashley and Jamie were there, it was just a hole in the ground. And now we saw this amazing complex that was probably close to the size of about half of the CCV Peoria Auditorium to where school, kids will begin school there in, in July. And so it was an amazing experience to watch the kids there. Sheila and I sponsored a child, and Mark and Barbara sponsored a child, and we're yeah. so blessed to do that. Um, Mark, what was your take of that school? Well, there's two stories that will always stick in my mind. One is as we as we came into the school, I had begun praying a couple of days earlier at another school. Lord, would you raise up from this student body a police chief, a school teacher, a college professor? and the president of Kenya. So I, I was praying for the president of Kenya to come out of one of the uh, Mohi schools. Well, one of the kids, as we're introducing ourselves to them and them to us, the teacher said, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And there's all kinds of what you would expect, doctors and teachers and pilots. And one kid said, I want to be president. Hmm. Yeah. So Larry and Sheila, of course, this is their heart, said, no, we want to sponsor a child right here, right now. We want to sponsor a child. And then he came to me and said, hey, we're going to do this, no pressure. There was no pressure. That was in our hearts. And I said, I want to find out if that kid who wants to be president has a sponsor. And so they went and checked. And sure enough, he did. So he was not uh, available for us. But right across from where we were sitting, this little boy kept making these faces. And Barbara keeps elbowing me saying, look at that that kid. I love that kid. He's cracking me up with all those 
really like vivid facial expressions. And so since the president was not available, I said uh, to the workers, there was this kid sitting right across from us. And a man said, oh, I know exactly who that is. You would not believe how well these teachers and administrators know every child and every family and all their siblings. They said, yeah, that, that kid, he, he is available to sponsor and he's the brother of the kid who wants to be president. It was just one of those moments where the Lord spoke to us and said, I am going before you and all the plans that you think are impromptu, I've had in process since the foundation of the world. So that that was one of the two stories. I'll tell the owner in a minute. I'll well, let you go. yeah, it, it's just, it was, and of course Sheila and I was observing all of this going down, and uh, it, it was breaking our hearts. You know, as you approach these schools, let me give you a little feel of what it's like. You travel perhaps for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes to get to one of these remote schools. And in all fairness, it's not just driving on a paved road. No, no. You're, you're jostled around quite a bit. Jostled around quite a bit. And uh, you learn kind of where to sit in the in the vehicles, because if you sit in the back of the vehicles, you're probably <laughs> going to get your share of bumps, but you're also going to get your share of dust. And so uh, you're just uh, hoping that this ends soon. But soon... Which you, is why you and I sat in the back yeah, of the yeah, bus and yeah. put our wives We knew exactly what the drill was going to be. And so... As you approach the school location, uh, we turn down a dirt road, and in a distance of a couple hundred yards, you kind of see this kind of wave of people. And as you get closer, you realize it. You realize that it's a couple hundred kids who are all there waiting for your arrival. Mm. And so we are all we arrived, and uh, they're all singing and chanting. And of course, as soon as you get off the bus, they take your hands, and and of course, you begin dancing with them, and. Uh, they escort us over to where we're going to be sitting, and uh, then we, we sit down. And, uh, of course, all the kids then go through several different performances. We watched a performance of the Jesus story right before us of his birth. We watched and, and listened to the kids who had recited poems. Uh, one group of kids even created a, a poem for Mark and Barbara and Sheila and I. And um, and then performed that. And it was just amazing how well-behaved mm. and how well-educated these kids are. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that struck me, Larry, is you, you've got all these kids coming out of slums, out of absolute poverty. They've never uh, had to sit in a classroom. They've never had to undergo that kind of disciplined regiment. And yet, when I asked the teachers, do you have disciplinary? They'll say, oh, no. No, we don't have disciplinary problems. Because all these kids want to be there, and they're not going to do anything to jeopardize an education that is better than anything any state school is offering. And that's why their parents are so supportive, because they realize that their child has a chance. They're receiving a quality education. They're receiving food, sometimes two times a day, where they're maybe used to food every other day. And so all of a sudden, their children are beginning beginning to get uh, an opportunity that they never have and nor never will have. And so it's just exciting to see that. We met, um, of course, the staff there. Uh, Rachel was uh, one of the head teachers there, and I think uh, she was just an extraordinary person. Oh, Rachel, put this in perspective. Think of the best teacher of the best school you ever had. She would trump them, her energy, her care. At one point, she had to discipline a child just because the kid had a toy in his hand. And rather than being riveted on the program, and look, I would have been that kid. She just quietly walked over to him, leaned down, whispered something in his ear. And when she 
walked away, that kid was like straight up and down. He was dialed in that it was, it was firm, but loving and tender, but, but strict all at the same time is amazing to watch. And of course, is this only one school of over 30 schools that, that Mohi has, but this type of school, this environment, the, the, uh, the DNA, the culture is across all schools at Mohi of 30,000 children. And so that's incredible the way they've done that. So what one has to realize, and it doesn't take long to come to the conclusion, that God is doing something great inside of Mohi. I mean, there is a movement starting, in my opinion, to that is going to unleash tens of thousands of children over the next few years uh, into the community that can change the trajectory and the course of Kenya. Yeah, and one thing that struck me, Larry, is, is a lot of the problems of poverty are, well, they're always systemic problems. They're systems that are broken. And those that are at the top of the systems have never experienced the poverty that they are supposedly alleviating through their political power. Mm-hmm. But when we raise up an army that have come through the poverty, those kids are going to not only be loyal to the teachers that brought them out of poverty, but really understand how to change systems for the good of those at the, at the bottom of the, the totem pole of society. And for those of you who may question uh, the value of going on a trip to a place like this, of what kind of difference you can make, mm. let me share how Mittengoni started. Two members of our church went on a mission trip. They visited a space called Mittengoni, a city called Mittengoni. And Mary Wallace shared a dream that someday we will have a school here because mm. there's great needs. There was nothing there. There was they had no land. They had nothing to even start a school. This generous couple gave a gift to Mary and Wallace that was allowed that allowed them to purchase a small patch of land. When I say small, several acres, and that began the journey of Mittengoni. One thing led to another. CCV decided to help fund them and get their first floor going. Ashley and Jamie uh, went there and visited. Laid the foundation stone. Laid the foundation stone. And now because of the generosity of a couple in our church, a school is born and lives are being changed. That story has happened all throughout Missions of Hope in the schools that they have gotten started. And one of the things that struck me, Larry, is we were privileged to go through the construction site. There's one wing of classrooms, it would, the, the buildings themselves would not impress you. In fact, the construction might frighten you because they're doing the cement by, a, well, it's an electrical mixture, but mm-hmm. the one that you do by hand. Uh, the, the support beams are like tree limbs that, that they've cut. It, it's stone that is a native stone to the area that's cut into blocks and put in this rough cement. It, it, it looks to me, and it would look to you, like a rough-and-tumble, ramshackled building. But Larry pulled out his iPhone. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a techie. And he took uh, the, the level, and he put it up against one of, the, one of the pillars in the middle of the building. It hit zero. It was perfectly level. And it was just, for me, that's the second story that will stick in my mind forever. Sometimes we, with our human eyes and our own cultural expectations, see something that seems to be not. And yet God, he can, he can strike a straight blow with a crooked stick, and he's doing that all over Africa. 
Yeah, that was an interesting time because the foreman, Abraham, uh, was there and he knew what I was doing. <laughs> and so he, uh, he, and I was in front of him and he couldn't see my iPhone to, sh to show the degrees of uh, levelness. And, um, and so I turned around and it hit green, perfectly zero. And I turned around and he saw it and the expression <laughs> on his face was priceless. He was the proudest man on the planet Earth right at that moment. Yeah, and the workers that are working there, not only are they working with hand tools, but you also have, these are villagers, men and women. So it's not just the kids that their lives are being changed because of the school. Their parents have opportunity to work and get gainful employment in a place that $2 a day is a good wage. Yeah. So that was the second to the last day that we were in Kenya. Uh, from Mintangoni, we went back to Kalifi. We got on a short uh, flight back to Nairobi to where we had a good night's rest. And then the next morning, we made our way to Babadogo. Babadogo is another school that is in the slums, pretty close to where we were on the first day when we arrived to near the Pangoni school. But this school was different. Mm. This school... Uh, had not only children uh, of, of the different age groups, and it was a more mature school in that it had several floors. So the way the schools are constructed in, in, um, in the slums is they start with the first floor, and then they'll start their first grade. And then as those kids begin to go through the year, the second floor will begin construction. So the kids will actually be going to school on the first floor while the second floor above them is being built because that's where they're going to end up next year. And so then over a period of about seven or eight years, a total school was completed and Babadogo is completed. So also in Babadogo is the special needs program. Mm. And it was just, it would have broke your heart. Well, it did break our hearts to, to, to walk into that room and see the commitment and the quality of care that's being given to these special needs children. Yeah, again, we, we met the physical therapist there. He, he could get a job in any physical mm -hmm. therapy yeah. in America. As he's a, a Kenyan who loves the kids, care for the kids. He has very little equipment. Like nothing that we would be used to in a in a, a medical office or a physical therapist office here, and yet what he did with that equipment was so quality and so helpful for taking kids who are uh, among the poorest in the world and physically challenged as well, but also because of that, they're getting incredible care as good a care as, as you could ever hope to get in the United States. And one of the reasons we wanted to visit Babadogo is because CCV has a has an incredible commitment to serve in the special needs area. While we were there, I mentioned to the head schoolmaster and to Jasper, who is the who's the man uh, Mark was just talking about. We have a good friend in common because they they wasn't aware at the time exactly where we were from, and we mentioned the her name, Sarah. Mm. And their face lit up like you wouldn't believe. Sarah Dengelkesh and Laura Moeller, in our special needs program there at CCV, visits uh, Babadogo on a regular basis, sometimes two times a year. And when they come, they bring extraordinary gifts and talents and skills to where they're able to teach not only the professional healthcare workers there, but also the families 
the yeah. families of these children who are have special needs, they'll be able to teach them how to care for them when they go home. Yeah, there were two mothers in there being trained as we were in there. And what I what I love about mentioning Sarah is like they didn't they didn't know who Larry and I were. And and Larry is the is the lead pastor over missions. I'm teaching pastor on stage quite a bit. We were nothing to them. And when we mentioned Sarah, it's like in in my normal workday life on the Peoria campus, people will recognize me and not know who Sarah is. And it was totally opposite. And it gave me such joy because she had contributed so much to that community that she was a hero. And I basked in the shadow of Sarah Daglish. Well, news traveled fast because from that mention of Sarah – News traveled throughout the school because our tour wasn't over. And so we were going to also visit us a little soccer field that they had created, which was incredible. And Mark and I had a, a chance to become 20 years old again. <laughs> and um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. But as we were finishing our tour there, people were coming up to us. Please tell Sarah hello. Please tell Sarah hello. Because uh, CCV is well known in Babadogo and um, Sarah and, and uh, Laura – uh, are also good friends there. Well, that soccer field was was also interesting, Larry, because we imagine walking through dirt path with human sewage running, uh, you know, like you're stepping over it. You go through an iron, a metal gate. It's all completely closed off. And you open the gate up, it was like walking into Eden in the middle of the slum. It, it was. It was so, it, it was smelled different. It looked different. And Larry and I, we we couldn't help ourselves. We had to get on the pitch and kick a soccer ball around because it was so inviting that a couple of old dudes uh, were just sucked in to be kids again. It was, and that's what that's what that ministry is doing right alongside the special needs ministry. And that uh, whole complex there, which was it's really basically two kind of indoor fields set up, was set up a, from an initiative that uh, well, a fundraising event. They had a few years ago where they challenged a group of guys to climb Kilimanjaro. Mm -hmm. And I think there was about 20 guys that attempted it and each guy rose, uh, you know, uh, you know, campaigned for some funding and, and got their funding and, and was able to put that in there. It was a, it's a game changer for them. It's a, it's AstroTurf. It's as good or better than most of the sports complexes of that nature uh, in the U S well, we, um, we really enjoyed our trip. we, uh, we got on a plane last night at uh, around 11.30 and uh, it was on time. And uh, the flight to London was um, uh, very uneventful, very peaceful. All of us got a good night rest. Uh, it's currently 7.30 a.m. in the morning here in London. And in about an hour, we will board the flight to Phoenix. And uh, we have a direct flight from London to Phoenix. And uh, let's hope that that all goes well. How, how could it not? The Lord's hand's been on us. Well, Mark, it, I can't tell you what it means to me for you and Barbara to be able to travel together with Sheila and I and, uh, and uh, for you to be able to see firsthand what God is doing uh, around the world uh, clearly. Uh, what we are doing in the far strategy of our mission statement mm -hmm. is incredible. And that's what this podcast is all about. This podcast is to make you, our listeners of CCV, aware of what God is doing. I was going to say through CCV. But what God is doing through you, mm -hmm. for if you are giving to CCV and a part of our family, uh, it is you that is doing these amazing things that God is being able to take your gifts and be able to do uh, further his kingdom. Making Jesus famous yep. here, near, and far. 
Thanks, Mark. Well, thanks for listening to Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church slash missions, where we are fulfilling the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments. Thank you.